0: Welcome back to another episode of Crosses and Graces. My name is Peter Holm and today I'm going to talk to you about the creations of men. Now we'll bring it back around to some of the other topics we've been hitting lately and it's going to touch on some of the stuff here in the future. So I think this is an important topic as we kind of go and uh, build on why Catholicism, why Jesus Christ, why the sacrifice of the mass, all this other stuff that mike talked about on restoring the faith here and other people like taylor marshall voris a handful of other people have discussed it's critical why do we care about this way the catholic way versus everything else before we get started i want to thank restoring the faith for allowing us to be here and to host this show for all of you to be able to watch and i want to thank you all for watching because you guys are great i appreciate all the comments down below the good stuff the bad stuff smashing the like button Keep doing it. All right. Share this out. I hope it helps other people. And again, if there's stuff that you like, tell me what you do and tell me what you don't like and what you want to see. And we'll go from there. So let's dive in creations of men. What am I talking about? All right. So men, flesh, what's our problem? All right. We're creatures. Number one, we're not actually divine. Number two, we have the whole Adam and Eve thing. All right. So, Why do we have sacraments, particularly baptism? Because we really mess things up. We've made a lot of mistakes. The end state is, well, Christ had to come and clean everything up. So now that that's in progress, and we're going from being the broken old man, as Paul talks about, to becoming the new man, which is more like Christ, well, there's a lot of rocks along this path. This means, well, When we are going to go and start building things and making things, well, you know what the problem is? We can't exactly escape the flaws that have been inflicted on this world, the corruption from original sin. It's kind of like a chain reaction of things that just started hitting and breaking and causing all sorts of problems, and it just didn't really stop, and everyone kept perpetuating it and making it worse, and hey, look around, go outside today and see how good it all worked out for all of us, right? there's a lot going on. Well, in the end, that means that we alone don't have the capacity to escape our own corruption off times. And whether we're Catholic or not, well, it's hard. So what ends up happening? Well, we receive baptism. So then we can start to clean up the mess from the corruption. We have the mass, we have a whole bunch of other sacraments that we get as Catholics. And in the end we're trying to get everything fixed, but does it always work? Well, yes and no. What's the problem? Our will. Usually we do not do the things that need to be done, devoting our will and devoting our intellect to God Almighty. Because we're not doing that, the end state is we sin. Well, the problem is, is then take all of those weaknesses, all of those sins, and what happens to every single thing we put our hands on? We break it. It's terrible, but it's true. Are there good things that can come out of this? Sure, there are. And are there positive aspects of... Things that men have created, absolutely. But does it mean they're perfect? Nope. Nothing men can create will ever be perfect. So when we look at the situation, in terms of what this means, every single fabrication, work of art, book, invention, every piece of computer software, you name it, all institutions of men even. They're flawed. They contain our flaws. Whoever created those organizations, their flaws are now built in to the very fabric of that creation, thereby making it flawed. Which means that creation now has no guarantees whatsoever of always being in alignment with God. Okay? This means that we will insert error. We will start to change the priorities. This means potential for idolatry. It basically means that in these organizations, it means in these objects, it means in these pastimes, whatever it may be, God isn't number one. And even if maybe that organization was started in a way we're like, no, we're serious. We want to make God number one. It doesn't always stay like that. Great example for Catholics, look at the Jesuits. All right, we'll just move on from here. So when we look at Our flaws and creations there's no way we can run away from that short of the grace of the Catholic Church the grace of the sacraments that's the only place where God gives us something perfect the gift that does not tarnish moth cannot eat it it doesn't rust it doesn't go away it's forever right well grace is the only thing that can escape corruption because outside of that we end up in our sins attracting vice we end up taking these vices and putting it in to everything. And then what do you see in the world around you? You see governments that aren't necessarily in alignment with God. You see companies that are not in alignment with God. You see clubs that are not in alignment with God. You see then different, we'll go with music or games or TV shows, not in alignment with God because all of our vices and all the mess we've inserted in in there and now made a situation made a darker thing That now no longer is 100% guaranteed to glorify God. Did some people make an honest effort to ensure that they glorify God? Sure. But does that mean it's flawless? No. Good intentions, although important, are not enough to escape the flaws of sins. Now, since we can put all this together, just logically speaking, then we can guarantee that any human organization ever founded must ultimately contain the corruptions of its founders. And even if those founders, for whatever reason, pass away, they're gone, they leave, and the other people take over, well, there's a chance that things could get better because you have a new guy in the seat, you know, and he's gonna improve it. Does that really mean that this organization is more in line with God now than it was before? Is the new guy perfect? Because if he's not Jesus, Well, then the likelihood is you're gonna see more flaws from the members getting inserted into this organization. Same with any sort of creation. The internet would be another one. You don't really end up having things that are overall neutral, unfortunately, because the creations of men, although they start out and maybe have good intentions, and maybe even have bad intentions, and maybe they can get cross-purposed. So you have things that started out bad that can turn good, because God's like, I have a plan. And you have things that were good that turned bad Because again, God's like, well, if you didn't want to keep in alignment with me, I'll let it happen out of his divine justice. Anything's possible. Unfortunately, because of sin, because of the corruption we have innate that we have put into ourselves through our corruption. Now, we can get out of it, but only in grace. It's important to understand that any creation thing, idea, philosophy. Just keep going. This includes theologies, mind you. Anything that men create, even if it starts off with good intentions, in time it will corrupt. And when we then go and get down to the meat the here, we have to then acknowledge that you and I belong to organizations that are no longer, and maybe never were, in full alignment with the glory of god that just is the way of things god knew this was going to happen god accepts us as we are we have obligations because of our stations in life where we were born etc cetera, et cetera. while we still need to do what needs to be done to exhibit virtues and bear the crosses that come with those affiliations that's a good thing as long as we're not sinning in our affiliation what does that mean You can't control what someone else does who's a member of your organization. If They're going to go commit a crime. Okay, whatever. And then even then, sometimes your organization can do things. You're like, I didn't have a say in that. I don't control it. I don't condone it. And I've made efforts to try to stop it. I can't stop it. But here we are. Well, that's the only thing that I would consider. You get closer and closer to a gray area and you got to talk to your confessor and figure out whether or not it makes sense to stay affiliated with that organization or whether it makes sense to leave depending on all the ins and outs but in the end state whether we are talking about the lions or talking about 4-h or the girl scouts boy scouts where we're, we're talking about you just going and seeing movies by any particular director or listening to music from a particular artist all of those things contain flaws which are likely they have to be because they're flawed which means they're not in line with god they have to be offensive to him this means he can't like it, he, there's something about it, he's gonna sit there and say you are turning it into something that's about you, you're turning it into something that's about vice, you're turning it into something that's not God, it's not grace, it's not good. That's concerning and we need to always be aware that that possibility exists and that laws, just because they're laws, rules just because they're rules, it does not make them good because there are laws or rules. Only God's natural law and God's commandments and everything in line with what he gave us through Christ, the scriptures, the tradition of the apostles, and ultimately the magisterium, that's the only thing that can be good because it came through men who had devoted themselves to God or from God himself, and God is perfect. But outside of that, no, there's no guarantees anymore. Now, anything's possible. Everything can go wrong. So we're stuck in a situation where then... Because I'm going to hit on it here. The problem is, is, from a theological standpoint, then, anyone who walks away from those scriptural truths, the apostolic tradition, and the magisterium, the authority to actually delineate right from wrong, truth from falsehood, make sure that the corruption stays out, and the good stuff actually is what's taught and followed, well, if we leave that, then in the end, that means... That theology that has been created by men, this new path, this alternate way that people are going to establish towards God, well, no, impossible. So you have, for instance, Protestantism named because of the protest, rebellion against the church. That's rebellion. What? That, that's not humility at all. There's nothing humble about that. It's pride. And ultimately it's leaving the apostolic tradition it's leaving the magisterial authority of the church and it's changing the scriptures they're missing seven books so if they're le- they're actually missing books of the scripture then can they fully be in line with everything christ told us to do no so that means all man-made religions all of them offend god because god is the only one who has the divinity and the perfection to make a religion the religion a unified religion with no contradiction with nothing confusing any confusion we attribute to our own flaws and sins not to god's perfection god is the only one who can make that entity that organization that structure that ability that capacity to teach truth to us because he has no flaws that he can impart upon an organization which means which organization is the only one in the entire world that actually was created by God? Oh, the Catholic Church. That's it. What's the oldest institution among men that's never collapsed? Catholic Church. Despite all the bad men. Because the bad men, even though they may not follow the doctrines, the thing is, is the organization itself is flawless. Now we can sit there and have people say, well, but the, the, those clergy, they're not, they're not actually good. That means the, the body's flawed. No. Are you calling the saints in heaven or God Almighty? or the angels in heaven, flawed. No, that doesn't make any sense because he creates something perfect. We have a choice as to whether or not we're in that mystical body and attaching to perfection and maintaining a state of grace, and we want to be in it, or not, okay? So only God can create that perfect organization, that flawless organization. Only God can create flawless angels. Only God can create a flawless, immaculate Mary. Only God could purify... A murderer like paul only god could purify a prostitute like mary magdalene we aren't god and the sooner we human beings with all of our imperfections and all of our sins and all the time we spend trying to get our way back towards god the sooner we realize we're not god and we cannot create divine things perfect things things that are flawless the easier it becomes for us to detach from those things and even though we maintain those affiliations out of Obligations through patriotism, piety, and other responsibilities in our lives, our stations, we can still know that it's God first, and all this comes so we can glorify God. And if we're not glorifying God in that affiliation, then we're doing it wrong. We got to buck the affiliation, right? So it takes grace and virtue to focus on God and start working on not being part of those affiliations and basing all of our value and all of our happiness emotions everything about us on something that we built on something that someone else built on something that someone else conceived in their minds just because they came up with again an idea doesn't mean that idea aligns with god so you can sit there and say well it was an idea of men i can say whatever but an idea of god perfection we need to attach to that okay grace the only way we can actually get that grace is in the church a cross we bear as our sin a cross we bear as all the pains that we get as a result of the punishments from our sins and from other people's sins we can be cleaned of those errors and that sin and that corruption through Christ's grace by committing our will and our intellect to him the sacrifice of the mass the sacraments prayer and penance we can get ourselves closer and closer to perfection so that we can align ourselves to God in the church, stay in that state of grace in the mystical body, that one perfect body and away from all the other stuff. Without that understanding, without that commitment to perfection, the rest of this becomes impossible. We need grace. It's the only way to get out of our own creations of men and away from all those things and act like they're important. And focus on God essential with the grace of Christ we have the capacity to make positive associations holy associations ones that glorify God in all that we do and whether those are with our families our jobs our social circles and our political affiliations all of that is done in a way that can glorify God if we continue to attach ourselves to his grace and depend wholly on his grace and his teachings and the authority of the church he established here on earth. Now, that is a hard road. That is one heavy cross to bear. But we're Catholics. It's a meaningful cross to bear. And we're all going to Calvary. Because we want grace. Because we want God forever. So, are you with me? Again, I've said it the whole time. The, in theme, the theme of this show is how do you bear your crosses to get the graces you need to be saved in heaven for eternity? Doing everything God commanded of you, no matter what the earth throws at you. Because we got a lot of stuff going on in this crazy world in which we live. Expect a lot of flack along the way. Are you ready to go and say, you know what? These creations, these things, and whether it's my computer, or whether it's money, or whether it's this organization, or this place where I work, in this club, this group of friends... This music I liked, this movie I liked, whatever. Are we ready to sit there and go, maybe that thing's not all it's cooked up to be. Are we ready to kick it? I'm not saying it's easy. All right. I am flawed. I know this. I have attachments. St. John of the Cross, by the way, dark night of the soul, detachment from things. That guy, that saint, he's the one for this topic. Find comfort. Find solace. Be with God in grace. So we can detach ourselves from the creations of men that are flawed, that detract from his glory. Are you with me? We can do this. Man's creations contain our flaws and sin. God's creation, the church, grace. Ah, they're perfect. So, got two clear options here. You got to choose one. Let's do everything we can to choose the church and God's grace. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Be with them the whole time. Angels and saints. Come on. All right. Hope you're with me. I hope this was helpful if you have questions make sure to throw them down below we'll keep hitting more on the creations of men because there's more affiliations like protestantism the united states of america islam things like that that we're going to address coming up so next few episodes here stay tuned so again thank you for paying attention if you like this episode smash the like button if you didn't like it tell me why you didn't like it and what else you want to see we'll go from there i appreciate all your time and as always st joseph Pray for us. All right, have a good one.